airplane mode or put it in do not disturb or figure out a time to be like, I mean, you can put your phone down. It's okay. Um, and I think we had a, somebody recently was talking, just like the, the family dinner, you know, don't bring your phone to the table just because when your kids grow up and they have phones, they're going to want to bring their phone to the table and then everybody's going to be at the table, you know, on the at dinner with their phone. I saw on the news list, I don't know how many of you saw this, there's a, a daycare center where they put a notice on the door that said, please get off your phone before you come in and get your child. They are happy to see you. It's like, what a sad state of affairs that we have to remind people to not be on their phone when they go pick up their kids from school. And most parents were actually receptive. Some people were actually angry that the woman would put that up. So anyway, don't let the phone interrupt you. The next one uh, is lack of organization and tidiness. So I know everybody's wired different. Not everybody's like, you know, a Martha type A, like a place for everything and everything in its place. But as the mom, you are responsible for stuff in your house. You're responsible for your own stuff, your personal stuff. You're probably responsible for your husband's stuff to a certain extent. You're responsible for your kids' stuff. And then as they get older, then you're constantly like, mom, where are my cleats? Mom, where's my book? Honey, have you seen my tie? Where's my wallet? Where's my keys? I can't find this. I can't find that. And it all comes back to you. So start with you. Figure out a system that works for you. Put your keys in the same place. You're not running around looking for them. Um, glasses, have a place for books, thing, just things like that. Um, because clutter and clutter too, just like not having organization, it just zaps your energy and hinders your effectiveness. The next physical time waster are meetings. So I don't know how many of you are in stages where you're asked to go to stuff where you're going to be at a meeting. But um, I would say before you commit to things that require lots of meetings, find out like what's involved. How long does this take? Where are we going to meet? Is there childcare? Like, is this something I actually have to get? get dressed for? Can I roll in and work out stuff? I mean, do, do I have to have a shower? I mean, it, it makes a difference. Like if you have to, or like, I, and sometimes you get asked to serve something like, I don't have anything to wear to that. Like a watermark, we wear jeans to church. Like I don't own any dresses. Like, you know, so think about that. Um, uh, another physical time waster is not delegating. And um, ladies, you can't do it all. You can't be it all. You cannot do everything. Um, if how, if, let your husband do some stuff. He's not going to do everything exactly the way you would do it. He might not do it exactly how you would do it, but it's okay. So like if, for example, you say, hey, would you mind helping me load the dishwasher? So if he starts putting like the plates in backwards and the silverware upside down, like let it go. It's just one load of dishes. It's okay. But if you go over there and you start like undoing the plates and turning the silverware the different direction. His message is like, I'm never going to be able to do this good enough. She's the queen of the dishwasher. I'm done. So if you delegate, let him do it. And your kids, like if they're old enough, they, they are capable. Like they can learn to put their own shoes on or put their coat on the hook. Little things start training now to del. I mean, you're, they're going to leave your house. So you want to delegate now. <laughs> So that they're, you know, it's true. You want them to be equipped to be able to leave and go off. I and mean, we, we've seen it happen. We've launched them. They do it. And you want to start do, doing that. Um, another physical time waster is not estimating time correctly. So you got two or three littles and you're like, oh, we live 15 minutes from Watermark. We can leave 17 minutes before we're supposed to be here. It's like, no, that is not a good plan. Um, you need to plan because you're going to, somebody's going to have a blowout. 
somebody's going to have lost a shoe. You, you may not be able to find, you know, whatever it is you're supposed to be taking with you. There could be traffic. So just uh, estimate correctly the time and give yourself some margin so you don't, you don't end up wasting time. Um, and the last physical time waster is laziness. And that's not, I'm not saying you have to be like an efficient machine all day long, getting things down off your to-do list, but um, doing a job right the first time. Like um, if you're like folding half a basket of laundry or like having not, not finishing a task or like you get, you're unloading the dishwasher and you don't have time, so like you just take the Tupperware and you just throw it in the drawer, and then the next day you come back and you can't get the drawer open, and then you're having to redo the whole thing again. So just a comp doing something correctly the first time. Those are those are our physical time wasters that keep us from spending time in God's Word. Okay. Um, another way that we um, put, miss or put our hope in the wrong place is when we allow things just in our minds to kind of eat our lunch. Um, so we have some, a list of some spiritual time wasters, and these are also not, not written, on, written down if you want to, but probably one or more of these will resonate with you, and you're like, yeah, I spend too much time with my mind focused there instead of focused on the Lord. And we're going to get to how to spend more time focused on the Lord here in just a few minutes. But the first thing is just worry, and I was the queen of worry. And um, from Matthew 6.25 just talks about don't worry about your life or what you'll eat or drink or your body or what you'll wear. Um, that is life not more important than food and your body more important than clothes? And so just to worry. It might be worry about the safety. I was a big safety and protection, like, you know, worried about getting kidnapped or them worried about, you know, just bad things happening. And so that was another reason that I started to really cling to memorizing Scripture because it helped me to um, turn my worry into positive, you know, something positive in my head, but also to turn worry into prayer. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, another spiritual time waster is just fear, and it kind of goes along with worry. Usually you're worried because you're fearful of something that might not happen. And um, a good scripture for that was Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Um, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. And just to re remember that God's got it covered. But um, fear is another way that people, uh, kind of a spiritual time waster. Um, the next one is as your kids get bigger, this becomes, I think, more and more pervasive, although... With babies, it happens too. But fear, worry, anxiety, um, on, centered on your probably your children, but it uh, has to do with like their developmental stage. Or maybe you're, I, I see this happen most likely when you're like uh, with other moms, which is great, but they all talk, start talking about their babies doing this and yours isn't yet. Or they start saying, you know, my child is signed up for, you know, their two soccer and ballet and French lessons and art lessons and. And you kind of start to do this inhale thing a couple times. <gasps> and that's what I call the frenzy. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good, you know, I'm missing out on something. And so the frenzy can really um, con control your mind and control your thoughts. It's a, a giant spiritual time waster. And like Holly was talking about earlier, that is definitely the, the, thief, of, the thief of joy comparison. Um, because you're comparing yourself like, oh my gosh, all these other people are doing all this stuff and we're not and they're going to be behind and, uh, you know, and so the, that's the frenzy. So that's a, definitely a spiritual time waster. Another spiritual time waster is not submitting. And so the Lord is very clear in a couple different verses, but the one I'm looking at is Colossians 3.18, wives submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. And if you notice there, it doesn't say 
Wives, submit to your husbands if they're doing a good job leading. Like, it doesn't say that. It just says it's pretty flat out straight. So you may be thinking, I wish that my husband, and this is a, you know, mind thought, I wish that he would lead, you know, my children and do family devotions, and I wish that he, you know, would um, take me out on a date night, and I wish that he would uh, take each child on a, you know, a weekly date, and I wish that he would, um, you know, go to men's group more often or go to Bible. You know, you're wishing all these things, and you're thinking, I want him to be the spiritual leader, and so you are not submitting because you're thinking, well, if he was the spiritual leader, then I would submit to that but I'm not going to as long as he needs to do A, B, and C. It's like, you know, that's not really the formula that God has given us. God, he's responsible to God, but you are also responsible to him. And so submitting, you can waste a lot of time, spiritual, spiritual time waster, or just n- knowing what he might want you to do and not doing it is not going to be good for your marriage, your family, or your children. And so not submitting is a, a spiritual time waster. Another one is gossip. And um, I'm looking at Colossians 4, 6. Let your conversation... Be seasoned with grace so that you know how to answer everyone. And so I would just say that um, as you're, like right now, you may be, if, you're, if your children are really young, your children's friends are your friend's children, right? So you kind of get to choose wisely. But as you get older and they start having more contact with other people, you may be around people that don't think the way you do, don't process the way you do, don't have the same set of values that you do. And so you just want to be wise in, um, in not letting yourself be sucked into gossip or to keep talking about other people. Because I can guarantee you that if you're with somebody who likes to talk about others, when you're gone, they're talking about you. And so just to, you know, flee from that, and um, even if it's not like a physical, like somebody's gossiping, and it's not like you run out the room, but you're, you, you know, you, you might physically leave, but you also might try to steer the conversation another way. Because gossip is definitely a spiritual time waster. It's not something that the Lord would want us to indulge in. And um, it's not something to be a participant in. Um, The next one is not controlling your mind and thoughts. And I've talked about this a little bit, but it's so important that you've you've got to figure out a way to grab hold of your thoughts and to not let them spiral down really quickly. Um, I give the example sometimes of, uh, like, say, the example I think of is I was, we were getting, my husband and I were going somewhere. He doesn't always open the door, but sometimes he does if it's just us. And so he didn't open the door. And my mind, instead of being like, no big deal, my mind is like, hmm, he didn't open the door. I wonder if he thinks that I look, I don't look good. I, maybe he thinks that I look bad. Maybe he's having an affair. So like from, (laughs) from like zero to a hundred in 10 seconds, because I didn't, you know, if you don't control your mind, you can, you have to learn to take captive your thoughts so that you uh, truly will be, you know, anchored in hope, anchored in Jesus. And so not controlling your mind is a, is a skill that you need to learn. And um, you can pray it through, you can use scripture, you, you know, and we'll give you some more tips. But, but not controlling your mind is a huge time waster, a spiritual time waster. And the uh, last two, jealousy and envy. We've said this a couple of times, we cannot emphasize it enough. Comparison is the thief of joy. When you look around and you um, want what others have, then you're not really trusting the Lord that he's providing for everything that you need. Um, and so when you look around and, and compare, then, you're, then your mind goes to some of those bad places. And then the last one is just unforgiveness. And the Bible's really, really clear about forgiving, whether you feel like it or not, whether you've actually been wronged or not, um, if, uh, that, that you need to forgive because the Lord forgave you. And so um, you can eat you can just get yourself to be in a wretched state if you don't forgive. Um, even if you don't 
you know, even if you're actually justified in, and maybe you really truly have been wronged, but when you don't forgive, you're the one who um, stays in, you know, in turmoil, not them. They don't even know that you're all wrapped up in it. So um, forgiveness. And it may be something that you like have to, you know, control your mind and maybe you do it over and over and over and over and ask the Lord to help you with that. Um, but it's not hurting the person that hurt you, it's hurting yourself. So we kind of want to turn now and talk about some practical ways to keep your, to keep your eyes on Jesus, to, to have truly your hope anchored in him. Um, uh, so we've been talking about, you know, the anchors all year long, anchored in um, the hope, anchored in Christ, um, where we talked about not growing weary. And so today we just want to give you some practical ways that you can truly be anchored in hope, having your thoughts and mind and um, actions on Jesus. The first one I would just say is to figure out, you know, you hear the word quiet time and for what that means, if, especially if that's not, you know, in your, in your um, lingo dictionary, it would just be like time with the Lord. And it can look different for many, for, for different people in different times of life, different seasons of life. And so it may be that a quiet time with the Lord for you is um, praying in your bed before you get up. Um, usually it's great if you can add some form of the Bible in it. And, um, but it will look different. So like at my stage of life, I might study the Bible, say if I'm, especially if I'm preparing for something or I'm really studying something, I might do it for a long time, hours. But when I was at your season, it didn't look like that. And it doesn't have to look the same in every season of life. The focus is just that you have a mindset on Jesus. And um, so it'll, it'll look different in different stages. Um, you, we have access to the Bible like, like no other. In other countries, they, they long for a piece of the Bible or a page of the Bible. We have them, probably you have a Bible in your home. You may have different versions. You can certainly get free apps on your phone. And um, you, you can get uh, email devotionals that come to you. So um, I, I don't want your phone to distract you, but I do use my phone for a quiet time. I've got my prayer list on it. I've got Bible apps on it. I have emails that come to me. Um, that I can read. I would just say if you do use, um, you know, if you have devotionals that come to you, make sure that they're grounded in Scripture because uh, it's real easy to have, to have somebody who's just a regular mom writing a blog, which is, you know, fine, but, uh, but if, it, if you're using that for your real time with the Lord, it needs to be full of Scripture because he can teach you just like he taught the blog writer. And so I would, I would kind of steer away from too much blog time. Holly's going to talk about that, I think. Or did we talk about that? Um, so just using the actual word of God. Um, our, our church has the join the journey, which is great. And if you look there, Holly pointed this out. See the arrow pointing to the word listen? Um, that, it can read to you. So if you go, on, go and sign up for this and it comes to you every single day, you could be having that, you know, the scripture say, you know, recited to you. And other Bible apps do that as well, where you can have this, you know, the scripture. So you could be, you could be nursing your baby and not even having to read anything. Like it's coming in from what you're listening to on your phone. Um, so that would be another way to, to be able to pull the Bible into your just everyday, everyday life. And of course, a great, a real Bible is a great thing also, but sometimes it's hard to have that when your hands are full of other things. But Having it on your phone, I think it's can be can be really helpful. But like she said, with the push notifications, like don't let things be popping in while you're trying to do that. Um, another way is just to use music, and you can de- be singing, you know, like children. You can have children's music on, and then it's amazing to see how your kids will pick up on all that too. But it also can just be worship music for you. Um, 
but again, just, you know, music, what you listen to and what you allow in your mind will definitely kind of uh, begin to steer your thoughts. And, and so praise music is a, great, is a great idea. Some of the scriptures that I know now, I started out from knowing like the little tunes. One of the ones I read just a minute ago, so do not fear for I am with you. Like I did that with my kids, you know, 15 years ago. And so um, it's, I, I love the ones where there's where they're, uh, scripture teaching children and you're learning it too. And vice versa, right? With, when you listen, whatever you listen to, your kids are listening to. Um, another one is community, and I think that that can really help us to spur us on. And uh, Holly had a great idea that she did with her Bible study small group, and that was um, they, over Christmas when we had a big break, they read a proverb a day. There's 31 proverbs, 31 days in many months, 30 or 31. And so, you know, if you don't know where else to begin, today is January, no, today is February 3rd, then read Proverbs 3. Tomorrow, read Proverbs 4. It's just a great way. And then you don't feel like you're behind, just dive into something. Because sometimes it's hard if you don't have a plan or you don't have a, you know, somebody telling you exactly what to do through a study or something, then that's just a great way. And the Proverbs are full of great, great wisdom. So um, another one uh, my community group is doing um, where we're just doing a book. It's a, like a 40-day devotional. So every day we, you know exactly what to read. And then when we're together, we can talk about it. Or maybe you text somebody what you got out of it that day. But having accountability with community or another friend or another person is a great way to keep your mind focused on the Lord. And then, like we talked about, I'm a big memorizer and, um, because it's changed me, not because it's like a checklist thing that I want to, you know, say I, I did this. You know, it's about changing me. And so when I focus on it and I meditate on it, um, then it goes in and it, and it changes me. It changes my thoughts. So the way I do it is I go to Bible Gateway, which is a great, um, uh, you know, online resource. And i pick out the verses that I want to memorize. Some people say, how do you pick what you want to memorize? Like our church is memorizing Psalm 1. So if you don't go to our church, that's a great one to start with. It's six verses long. But if you otherwise, if, like, if you're like, I'm really struggling with the comparison thing, then find something on contentment. Or if you're struggling with, you know, whatever it is, loving your husband or loving your family or there's a struggle in your extended family or whatever, like pick out a verse that kind of would go along with that. You, could put a, you can put a key verse in or key word in at Bible Gateway, and it will come up all these verses, and just pick one that you want to w- begin to work on. I like to memorize bigger chunks because I'm not very good at memorizing the reference, and so um, I can uh, like I don't I don't want to have to remember the exact name of the book and the number and whatnot. So just a chunk. And and another way that you could start if you wanted to memorize would be like pick one that you sort of know. Like I sort of know that it. There's one that talks about don't be anxious about stuff and whatever. So go pick it out. Print it out a bunch of places because I think the more you see it, the more you're likely to, you know, grab hold of it. So you print out three copies. There's one in your purse. Every time you go in to get money, there you see it. You have one next to your bed. You have one in your car. So you have, you have it in different places. So you're running across it all the time and just let it begin to, you know, even if you don't memorize it, you're just reading it and, and it will begin to sink in. So I'm a big believer in that. Um, and then just having a prayer list. And I've done every kind of prayer list that there is, like from put everybody on a note card and shuffle up the note cards or put names in a, in a, in a you know, clear jar and pull out something from the jar to pray for or a journal or a list or this or that. I just keep a list on my phone right now and I you know, update it, I you know, erase, I add, and it's, just, it's always there because always, I, I always have my phone with me. <laughs> um, so those are just ways that hopefully are practical ways that you can 
really begin to just incorporate the Lord every single day in your, in, you know, in your life when you wake up. And like you're looking at your child and you're thinking, this is the most beautiful baby in the whole wide world. I can't believe I got him. Then you're, and so you're changing that to a prayer like, Lord, thank you for this beautiful baby. I want to pray for him to know you and to love you and to follow your word. Or it's a beautiful day outside and you're thinking, instead of just like, wow, this is great weather. Then you're, you know, you're changing your thoughts, good or bad, changing them into a prayer. So if it's a worry thing, like... I hope that, you know, my husband's job meeting goes well today. Then you're like, you're changing that worry thing to like, Lord, help that meeting to go well. You're changing your worry, your thought, your fears into a prayer and um, a lot more productive than just letting your mind go. Can I add one thing? Yes. So I, I think y'all have a great opportunity because your kids are really little to, to somewhere on your phone or paper or whatever to write down what you're praying for for your kids because you think you'll remember, but you won't. And so you pray for, you know, them to get potty trained or sleep through the night or to get over being fearful or anxious or whatever. It's such a blessing to be able to go back and look and see where God has answered those prayers and just that he's been faithful to you. Um, so I just figure out what, what works for you. It'd be great. We had another friend who um, read through the Bible and did, a, did notations for each child. So when they got to a certain age, they got a Bible from their mom that had her insight into the different verses in the margin. Um, if your kids are little, especially if you just have one, what an awesome gift to give mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. So, That's great. That's another, a great thought. Another idea. Um, so those are ways just to kind of incorporate, to keep really so that we can be anchored in hope, to be anchored in hope that we're just really wanting our thoughts to be controlled and not spiraling negatively, and, um, and focused on the Lord. And so uh, those are just some, kind of some practical ways that we can, um, you know, have our thoughts and be focused on Him. And you've got, you know, great tools out there with, um, with the phone or with, you know, apps or devotionals. I went on, I didn't put it on here because it was so overwhelming, but I went on, and you can, like, type in devotionals, and, like, so many, even on that Bible Gateway, like, you can, and don't go overboard. I've done that too. Like, you, oh my gosh, here's one for mothers and here's one for couples and here's one for, you know, sisters and one for friends and one for women and one, you know, like don't go getting like 20 in your email box because that will, that, if it, then it will become a checklist and not like a true devotional thing. But, you know, you might try a few different ones out, but there's amazing resources out there. Just make sure they're grounded in God's word and not a bunch of opinions because God can speak to you directly and the Holy Spirit can, um, he can speak to you, and um, and he he you know uh, he will he'll come to you when you accept him as Lord and Savior. So just for um, people that might not know, you know, when we talk about putting the Lord first, um, it's because we have believed we believe that Jesus died for our sins. Like we were born and we're all sinners, and um, he uh, we are like God is perfect, and so we aren't, and so we see a shortcoming there. Like he is perfect and I'm not, and so how can I even have a relationship with him? But God took care of that. He gave his son. He brought Jesus on earth as a full man and a full human uh, and fully God, and he died for our sins. And so if we believe in that and we trust in that, then we too can be right with God. That's all it takes is to believe and to trust. And there's a lot of verses, and your table leader or any of us would love to talk to you about that if it's kind of like, well, I've heard about this, but I don't really really get it. Or I hear about people talking about, you know, the Holy Spirit or focus on the Lord. You have to first know him personally. I grew up and I knew about him, like I knew all the Bible stories. I could have told you that, um, 
you know, Jesus fed 5,000, and he walked on water, and he did all these awesome things. But I just thought it, you know, kind of landed at that, kind of like maybe a story about George Washington and the cherry tree. Like they were sort of in the same category. But then I learned through Young Life and some other people that this was a message for me, and it was one I needed to respond to. It wasn't just like I need to know this. I need to know about him. Like I need to know him. And the way to do that is to place your trust and, and not only believe, but to trust him, have faith in him. So just to, you know, a lot of the things that we're talking about, like they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, have, have weight with you until you know the Lord as Savior. And we would love to talk to you about that. If it still sort of seems like, I just, I'm not sure I get that. That's okay. We would love to have that conversation with you. So those are just some kind of, of uh, general ways that you can keep your thoughts and keep your mind focused on the Lord because um, just a ha- you know, uh, a joy and a peace will come that you can't get here on earth because on earth the world is telling you to you know, work and compare and um, see where you are in the hierarchy of importance and are your kids measuring up? Is your husband measuring up? Are you measuring up? And um, you know, the Lord gives us freedom in, in him to just trust him and um, so it's a peace that you can get really only from, from knowing him. Okay. You want to stop? Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, so one thing that we would just want to say is, uh, you know, apart from spiritually, the things that we've talked about is just, that, just how can you stay healthy and well-rounded? How can you, um, you know, just like besides the spiritual things that we've talked about and the practical ways to keep, you know, the Lord at the forefront, you know, one thing that I love to do is just, I love, I, I, I love to, to laugh. I think it's, I think it's um, underestimated. And um, so, like, if I'm going to go on Pinterest and give myself that freedom, I'll, like, go to the humor section. And, you know, because, I mean, I, I just like, I just think laughter is really important to be around fun people, to watch something that's funny, to listen to something that's funny, to, to see, um, your, to, to appreciate your children, they're, little, they're like little funny people. Like, you know, I mean, they're, and I think sometimes when you're with them so much, you don't remember that, but they are little funny, amazing people. Yesterday we were with a group and they were, the ba- they were all about one. And so they're like, they're knowing to put those little ringy things on the stick thing and they are, I mean, but a year ago they couldn't do anything. Like, that's amazing. Like, marvel in that. Um, laugh. They're funny, funny little people. Like they're making little funny faces and little funny noises and they say funny things. And, and I think sometimes when we just get so bogged down with the, the, the to-dos and the laundry and the world telling us what good looks like, then we forget to just enjoy and appreciate them and have fun with them and go outside and, en- and enjoy them. I used to love to do like fun field trips with my kids in the summer, just all by ourselves or sometimes grab a buddy because they're fun, funny little people. And, um, and amazing gifts from the Lord. And I think sometimes we just lose sight of that. And one, if, you know, if you could walk away with one thing today, we'd love for you to you know, become a spiritual giant. But if you could walk away with one thing today, like um, just know how important it is to be a mom. Like it's a privilege. It's a joy. It's, it, you know, yeah, it can be really, really hard, but part of it has to do with your mindset about like just this is a gift and it's a, it's a wonderful gift. Yeah, and just to echo that, that's my heart for y'all is we, I mean, even though we're, we're the oldest people in the room, we've, we've been in y'all's shoes. We know what it's like. We did mops when we were in y'all's stage just to go and be encouraged and to have other women tell you what you're doing is important. So don't forget that. We're glad you're here. 
Um, good job. Keep it up. Um, so on our, on our stay healthy and well-rounded, um, one thing that I think we as moms totally neglect is taking care of ourselves. You're so busy serving others, pouring out all the time that you forget that unless you are taken care of, you can't serve well. So that would include, and y'all are probably going to laugh, like to be well rested. So if you're in a stage where, you know, you're not sleeping through the night because you're up with kids or babies or something like that, like it's okay to take a nap in the afternoon, like rest when they rest. The, the dishwasher will eventually get emptied. But just to take that opportunity to rest, especially for yourself, but so that when your husband gets home later, you're not an absolute bear. Um, so, to, so rest. Um, the other part of that is, is eat well. Like, are you just eating the leftovers off the high chair? Or are you actually, you know, putting something in your mouth? Or are you like, back to our physical time wasters, are you not planning and procrastinating and then you have no food and you're constantly driving through the drive-through? Like, you know, what you put in your body actually matters. And I'm not being like, go vegan, go gluten-free, go whatever. I'm just like, you know, protein and vegetables and fruit and just not a bunch of junk. Um, Another part of taking care of yourself is some kind of exercise. And I know in y'all's stage with young, with littles, it's hard to fit that in. But it, it doesn't get any easier, ladies. It's just this that, and I'm not saying you have to go be some fitness queen or something like that, but just to have, a, you know, be outside, push a baby in a stroller, meet a friend at the mall and walk, just do some kind of physical activity. Millie talks about how, like, she knows, like, if she's, like, can't do, like, a real workout, like, she'll park at the far end of the parking lot so she's forced to walk a certain number of stairs, but just, I would just encourage you, it is not selfish to exercise. It is, no, so I say that. Two hours a day at LA Fitness while your children are in daycare, that might be a little excessive, but like to exercise, to eat well, to take a nap, those are things that, that are gonna make you be a better mom. Um, we have up there mini vacation and you're all like, yes, they told me to go on a vacation. So what we really mean by that is just something little that kind of takes your mind to a place that rejuvenates that. So for different different people, it's different things. Elizabeth is super crafty. So that for her might be, she draws something, she does ceramics, she makes something. Um, for me, and if, if you're a wire like me, you can relate, like I like neat, tidy order. So like I might clean out a drawer. Like if I like pull this drawer open 500 times and it's driven me crazy just to like get it clean and have it be nice and orderly so that I get this feeling of satisfaction that it's, I've accomplished something. I've finished something. This is not neat, neat and tidy. Like that, I kind of like that. Um, look at photos. Like find some pictures of when your kids were little, or look on your phone. Um, light a candle. Take a bubble bath if you can. So we've we've tried to avoid being like, go to Starbucks or get yourself a brownie or something like that because you don't want to make your vacation be something that's going to end up being addictive or like bad for you. So just a little something small that can help you just kind of like push reset and, and recharge you. Uh, it reminded me, one of the things that when I was talking about enjoy your kids and have fun with them and do field trips or whatever, one, I mean, one time when, we, when our kids were little, sometimes we would meet at Target. And that was like, a, a, we would put our kids in one basket. <laughs> or I think we put the two-year-olds in one basket, four-year-olds in one basket. We'd, we, had, we, we would each have a basket of kids, and we would just, like, walk through the 
We would buy one bag of popcorn and we would ask for three extra bags. So we split it so that, you know, you don't want to fill those bags full. You want like this much popcorn in the bag. And they would eat popcorn. They were getting to visit with each other. And then we would like walk through Target together. It was productive and it was fun. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be like we're going to, you know, Six Flags or we're going to Hawaii. We would just, it was fun to be together or meet at the park or whatever. I think grabbing a buddy can be really, um, it can change your, it can just kind of change your mindset to, to to, to do this with somebody else, but to, you know, to choose wisely also. We're not picking a friend who's going to be like, this is such a drag. I can't wait to get out of this. I can't wait till my kids are, like, pick people that are enjoying this season of life and, um, and, enjoying, the, and, and enjoying their children also. So um, anyway, that was just one thing I thought of, but we used to have Target, and it was great. We would walk through, you know, like the home decor aisles and Look at cute stuff. And then if you actually wanted to try something on, you didn't have to drag children into the dressing room with you. It's like, Elizabeth could sit out with the kids in the cart and I could go quickly try something on. The other thing that we did was we would run errands that way too. We put all the kids in one car. And then like if I needed to run in to get something, she would be in the car with them. So you weren't having to like buckle and unbuckle and slop them back and forth. Yeah. We had adult conversation. The kids had fun. They were safe. It was an outing. So it was a win-win. Yeah. Sometimes we'd, or we'd meet at the library and, um, you know, like do little children's hour or whatever, or uh, Park City Baptist used to have a library. They used to have a restaurant in this church. And so we would go get our library books and then, you know, go have lunch together or whatever. So it, it, it can be a, you can choose people that point you to Christ. And, and when you're around them, you know, that's a good thing. And so that was, that was one thing that we did too. So just like the little picture says, you can't pour from an empty cup. Take care of yourself. And so that means spiritually, physically, emotionally. Um, and so. we, we as women, ha- we have a high need for companionship and friendship and encouragement. And we have way more words than our husbands do. And so like if you've saved up every like need or whatever, or like process, like I'll call Elizabeth. I'll be like, okay, will you process something with me? And I do that because I know that that husbands are fixers. They just want to fix it. They don't want to listen to you like, well, I thought about this. And how do you think she would respond to that? It's like, they don't want to do that. So, um, look around you. There are awesome, awesome women here that are in your stage of life. And what a blessing to find somebody um, you can walk this road with, especially if your kids are little, you've got, and you're not in school yet, you've got the freedom to embark on some of these, these fun things. Yeah. Um, that, that one, the next slide just talks about if you could have a takeaway, um, H-O-P-E kind of spelled out. Honestly, admit where you are. Like if you're in a hard spot, that's okay. Probably need to tell somebody, probably need to pray with somebody, probably need to get some encouragement, but it's okay to honestly admit where you are. Um, and even if that means you've been putting your hope in the wrong things, because we've all done it at some point. But our, our hope, our prayer, would, our wish would be that we, you would um, go away encouraged and that you would, you know, begin to um, take your focus off of your circumstances and the things you hope will happen, that you wish this and you wish that, and truly place your hope in the person of Jesus. Um, o would be to openly invite him into your mess, whatever that means, whether you know him personally and you've walked with him for years and you just want to go a little bit deeper, or if you're like, I don't know what that means, like, come talk to us. We'd love to talk to you about it. Um, the P would just be to pray continually. That's the beautiful thing about prayer is you don't have to have, you don't have to have a, anything with you. Like, that is an automatic um, channel that you can have, whether you're in your bed or going to the bathroom or at a, in a crowded room, you can be praying. And so just t- turning those thoughts, whether, you know, the thoughts into prayers is probably the closest way to have a, communication with God all the time. 
Um, and then E, just to encourage your heart with his word. And that, you know, there's no substitute for actually God's word. Like you can have, you can have Christian music with God's kind of like lyrics in it. You can, um, uh, you know, wa- open, read a blog that has kind of a spiritual twist to it. But God's word, it says, is living and active and that it's useful for uh, teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. So the actual word of God is a powerful tool that you have, that you probably have at your disposal. Okay, we're, we're going to close um, with a song we're not going to sing. I know y'all are excited to hear that. Um, we're actually going to play a song um, and for y'all to just listen to the lyrics and to just think about what we talked about today. And then after that, we're going to have um, table time where you've got some great discussions you can talk about. But this song is by George Strait and it's called I Saw God Today. And they got the video to work. Yay! Just walked down the street to the coffee shop Had to take a break I'd been by her side for 18 hours straight Saw a flower growing in the middle of the sidewalk Pushing up through the concrete Like it was planted right there for me to see The flashing lights, the honking horns all seemed to fade away And the shadow of that hospital at 508 I saw God today I've been to church, I've read the book I know He's here, but I don't look Near as often as I should Yeah, I know I should Prints are everywhere. I just slowed down to stop and stare. Open my eyes, and man, I swear I saw God today. Saw a couple walking by, they were holding hands. Man, she had that glow. Yeah, I couldn't help but know. She was starting to show Stood there for a minute Taking in the sky Lost in that sunset A splash of amber Melted in the shades of red I've been to church I've read the book I know he's here But I don't look Near as often as I should Yeah, I know I should Prints are everywhere I just slowed down to stop and stare Open my eyes and man, I swear I saw God today Got my face pressed up against the nursery glass She's sleeping like a rock My name on her wrist Wearing tiny pink socks She's got my nose She's got her mama's eyes My brand new baby girl She's a miracle I saw God today 
All right, I'm gonna close in prayer and then we're gonna give you time to, to discuss. So, dear Lord, just thank you um, for these women that are here. Just thank you, Lord, that they um, want to know you, that they just, um, the privilege that they have to be moms. And just thank you, it's such a high calling. We just thank you that you have given us your word. It's there for us, that you are, you are our hope. And um, just thank you for this morning. Let us all just stop and, and see you. You are, you are everywhere if we just stop and look. Just um, thank you for this morning. Lord, if there's any woman here that doesn't know you, please don't let her leave the room without talking to someone, uh, a table leader, one of us. We just love for her to have that personal relationship so that she can put her hope in you. Just um, thank you for today. In Christ's name, amen.